0: You're tuning in to the Sonic Guild Colorado Podcast. I'm your host, L.M. Fisher, musician, producer, and content creator. I had so much fun talking to our guest today, Ritmo Cascabel. Friendship, collaboration, and fun are the foundations of Ritmo Cascabel. It was such a blast to learn about that fateful Cumbia night that was the catalyst to the band's beginnings, the challenges and triumphs through starting a band through the COVID years, and what's on the horizon for this group of amazing musicians. Get out your dancing shoes. This is Sonic Guild Colorado podcast with Ritmo Cascabel. Make sure to stick around after the episode to hear about upcoming Sonic Guild events and learn about how you can get involved in Sonic Guild Colorado. You are tuning in to Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. I am here today with Ritmo Cascabel. Hi guys, how's it going?
1: Hello, hello, good, good, good.
0: Let's introduce ourselves and what you play.
1: I'm Leo Munoz. I play keyboard and flute.
2: Uh, Raúl Sanchez. I play uh, the auxiliary percussion, drums, and uh, lead vocals. I switch with my man's over here.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Isaac Galarza. I play bass and do a little bit of vocals as well.
4: Uh, My name is Emmanuel Montoya, and I play drums, percussion, and a little bit of singing.
0: Nice, I love it. Multi-instrumental artists here with us. How did you guys get your start in the music world? What's the story of the band?
1: We went to one of our friends' DJ night at Pompon, actually, and he was spinning cumbia and some other Latin music. And uh, we just were dancing a lot, and we're like, oh, we we should get together and play some of this. And the next week, we got together and played. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it literally happened just like that.
0: And how did you guys start playing instruments? What what age were you?
2: I think I like was put in choir in middle school and like initially hated it but just kinda like started to love it and it just picked up drums along the way.
1: Yeah, I started uh, I started doing high school, taking piano courses and guitar. And I just follow up.
3: Kind of the same thing when I was in high school. I was just, um, I always wanted to play guitar, but it was one of those situations where most of my friends were guitar players. So I ended up playing bass and Falling in love with it and just keep playing bass.
2: So happy you did, too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got started
4: when I was about nine years old. I actually started playing in church. I was told that I was going to get lessons, and this guy gave me, like, one lesson, and he was like, this is the drum kit. All right, that's it. (laughs) So I, I went from there and just played in church pretty much my whole life growing up, and then eventually branched out of that, started playing with local bands, and then started playing with these guys
0: and how did you guys meet each other how'd you get to that fateful night dancing around
1: so yeah so we all knew each other from the music scene i guess in denver just going to shows just hanging around on bars and diy shows i guess that's how we met
2: yeah we met uh, i was like an exec uh chef over at this bar that he lived above
1: uh-huh. like and then what? i knew isaac we're from the same hometown and
2: uh i've i've known leo
4: from in the scene he's just always been around he always came to my other bands shows and then raul i've always seen around and then isaac i didn't really see around but he was always there i guess <laughs> <laughs> so just a local music scene pretty much
0: and you guys pull inspiration from a variety of influences tell me about what influences got the band going and what influences are taking the band in the next direction
3: i guess most of it is just our, our our shared love of cumbia, chicha, and like most of Latin rhythms. It's kind of a thing that we all grew up listening to it. You know, when you're young, you're just rebelling against that. And we were just a bunch of rocker dudes growing up. And then eventually you realize that, you know, cumbia, it's something that we all love and have in common. So... It was just basically that, you know, mixing all those two things
1: in our music.
0: What is your favorite song to play live?
1: From our songs. Wow, that's tough. Uh, Personally, I like playing uh, Ambición Tropical because of uh, all the changes in it. But, I mean, I enjoy everything. Yeah, I
2: don't know. That's a really, really hard one. Um, I think think that new stuff we're doing. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I think for
4: me, it's a lot of the new songs that we got going on just Mm -hmm. because it's... Not necessarily just like
2: cumbia, it's right? Like, so stay tuned. Yeah. yeah, oh,
1: actually, I think uh, Octubre, one of the new ones, is it's one of my favorites too. Cause the old lowrider jam. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> uh-huh. Santana. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's not as like kind of in your face as a lot of our other stuff It's just like really driving and you know, we like take a big step back and really let it like air out. It's, it's a really fun jam.
0: Sick. I can't wait to hear it. Tell me about forming a band in COVID. I know it's something we all hate and have to talk about. What were some of the challenges you faced during lockdown?
3: It was different for us because I think it worked to our advantage in a way because we, we just kept practicing for more than a year and got better and better. So whenever everything started open up, like we were so ready to play and so eager. I guess it was a challenge whenever it got, you know, worse, all the barriers and stuff. Mostly it was great for us because we had the time to really, you know, work on our songs and Get better and yeah.
2: <laughs> and the hardest part was keeping it secret. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh no, I'm just going home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess the hardest part was like not being able to perform live.
2: Yeah.
1: And everybody kind of knew that we had the band going, but nobody knew how it sounded. They just knew that we hang out together, I guess. <laughs> so the hardest part was always like explaining people how it sounded.
0: <laughs> it's still hard. It's still hard. <laughs> but now they can see it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> tell me about the first show you guys performed as a band after you were able to perform live again.
2: Was that the the house party?
0: Oh
1: yeah, that, that actually was... Uh, so it was here, no? No, no, no. No, no it was oh, uh, sure. Megan's yeah, house yeah, party. My, oh, was, it? was it here? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> actually, That was like the same weekend. It, it was, well, it could have been either or. It was two house parties. We got invited to play and uh, with our friend's band, kind of like just somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. And and we just got to play for like 45 minutes. And that was our first time playing live. Yeah, it
2: was, uh, people would really dug it.
0: How has your performance style changed since then? Um,
2: it's changed a lot. A lot. I, I think uh, just dynamically. And uh, we just started doing a whole lot more. Everybody sings now, which is very exciting. You know, we added in Emmanuel. he was not a part of the original crew, but so happy he's here now because now we actually have a cool rhythm section. and. We get to do a lot of fun stuff.
1: Yep. I think at the beginning, uh, we were just like mainly doing covers of songs that we laugh. And then little by little, we started making originals and like finding our own sound. So like it's changed like a lot.
0: Tell me about the writing process for your first self-titled album?
1: Uh, I think on that one, it was
3: kind of a combination of us during like the process of knowing each other as musicians. So we were jamming a lot during practice. So some of the songs started like that. A few were just like, somebody came with an idea and then we, we did the rest during practice. I
2: mean, I feel <laughs> like we're still kind of doing that. You yeah, know? it kind we're, of happens, so. We're all pretty good about just like, doing something and then everybody's noodle around and then before you know we got like three songs <laughs> yeah i i
3: guess adding to that it's one of the things that i like a lot about this band <laughs> that we are all so like not so restrictive about our ideas and like we all like adding to each other's sound you know like making suggestions to other musicians and then open to suggestions and working and i guess that makes the sound of the band and the the songs a lot better because we're just always eager to you know work on them.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, not to be confused, what's online is our, our uh, self-titled EP, and we have a self-titled album coming up this year, which is like way completely different, and and that's the the stuff we've been performing lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff we we perform at Sonic guild it's all from this uh new album it's our first album really the the ep was just kind of like to put us out there I guess like just some some few songs we still perform a few of them but like we have like a whole new catalog of of songs i mm-hmm. guess
2: with so many more coming too and I think we're we're just really good at putting out uh, just making new stuff just like like Isaka saying it's just, we get in here and then the creative juices just keeps kind of flowing and, and mostly we just have fun and it just Is that like a byproduct?
0: Yeah, I was lucky enough to see you guys. That was the thing that jumped out most about your performances was just you can tell that you guys have a collaborative spirit to each other. And the the music really lends itself to having fun and and that really beautiful spirit of friendship and enjoying music together. So if you could, three words to describe your upcoming album.
4: Mexico City Rocks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we were, we got lucky and we went down to Mexico City to record the album. We spent there like four days, I guess, yes. four nights, and recorded at uh, La Bestia. We, it's a really cool studio down there. Kings uh,
4: of Condesa.
1: Kings of Condesa, yeah, we got to stay there and, uh, <laughs> and just go every day and record. I think we nailed it in two, two days, yeah, if I maybe. believe. But yeah, it, w- it was awesome.
4: Didn't uh, the guy who recorded it? He was like nominated for what award? It was it was some award, oh, like a Grammy award. guy. A Grammy yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was nominated for a Grammy or something, and we got to work with him. And I don't know, it was pretty was, impressive because I've had some nightmare scenarios trying to record like an album <laughs> specifically, and it was just everything was so smooth. The like pros pro, and I I feel like that really helped to be able to do it in two days because. Yeah, i don't know we're really proud of it
0: that's insane two days in the studio is a feat you guys should be so proud of that's really impressive tell me a little bit about what the recording process was like do you guys perform all at once live do you go in individually and put it together
2: uh so we did a little bit of both uh, i think initially uh for the bulk of everything we uh, live tracked and with the exception of like a few things just did a uh, scratch tracks on top of that which was a lot of fun too we got to do a little bit of extra stuff that we normally aren't able to do live because you know we don't have eight hands <laughs> so that was pretty cool
1: but we, we mainly recorded live because since um, our music is uh more to be seen live and enjoy live so it was really hard to just kind of like not track it live and get the same same vibe of the music so that was the main reason why we did it live and then we put the boys on top kind of thing.
4: Shouts to La Bestia in <laughs> Mexico City because awesome studio, awesome people, kings of Condesa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when can we expect to hear this rock star album?
2: That's a good question.
1: We're hoping that uh, we, can, we, like, we can put it out by um, by the spring of this year. Uh, spring, early summer. Worst case scenario, late summer. <laughs> but it's there Keep on waiting. It's just, mm-hmm. okay. you'll, you'll love it.
0: For now, you'll have
1: to come to the shows and listen to it there, I guess. And you can buy a copy, but the best way to enjoy it is to come to the show.
0: And where are you guys performing this year?
1: Um, this year, we're going to South by Southwest. We have our Cumbia Night at High Dive, which we make like every couple months. After that, we're, we're doing Texas. Then we're going to Idaho <laughs> for for some stuff out there. Northwest. Anywhere they want to go, I guess.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah bu- bu- book us. Well, yeah, we'll exactly.
3: <laughs> Definitely Portland in Seattle. Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs>
4: we the North. Yeah,
1: yeah so we just make came sure we back got from... Extra
4: day. <laughs> I really enjoyed Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. That was like towards the second leg or half of the, the tour, and it was... It was cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> cities are beautiful, beautiful people. Um, Vancouver is awesome. That was probably the best turnout we had, right? Oh on yeah. The tour, for easily. sure. It was uh it was like this warehouse party thing and it was just packed with people. And it was great because we'd been practicing pretty much the whole tour. Yeah, exactly. and It felt like we for this moment. Nailed it. Yeah. Big ups, empanadas ilegales. Big ups to the Canadian Border Patrol. Because <laughs> they made me miss my flight. <laughs> and I had to take another day off of work, so that was kind of whack. Yeah, but detained my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was detained. Yeah, they detained Leo. It's, it's,
1: if you're going to cross the border, just make sure you have enough time. <laughs> so, yeah, they...
0: Canadians. Tell me about some triumphs in your guys' career so far and tell me about some challenges that have come up besides <laughs> the Canadian Border
2: Patrol.
4: <laughs> um, biggest challenge for me was definitely uh COVID when when COVID hit for sure just because I was we're just everybody, I feel like was just like playing in a bunch of bands and doing a bunch of things and as soon as that hit it just stopped for a long time and after doing that for me I just Personally found it hard to get like inspiration again and to just be able to Get back out there to me It was kind of like like it gave me like anxiety like thinking about that It's like I don't know if I can do this anymore I don't know if I want to do this anymore But that brings it to like the best triumph I think so far of my music career, which has definitely been this band This is the first band that I've toured with that I've gone to another country to record an album with that yeah it's just many blessings have been with this band and i've only been here like a year so (laughs) uh i would say from from the lowest lows to the highest highs were covid and
3: this band i think i can say almost the same my biggest triumph as well is just you know meeting these guys because like it was a lot of new experiences for me because i've been making music for a really long time like ever since I think 2005, and this is the first man that I have toured with, recorded an album at a, you know, a different city, and um, a lot of new experiences definitely, and can be more happy with that.
2: Uh, I mean, kind of said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> kind of like, it's the same with me as far as like uh, getting to tour with like my best friends and getting to see you all around. I don't know that as far as challenges go i'd say like being able to schedule us all more than a, more than twice a, a week to to practice uh, but other than that like i don't know it all just kind of comes out real real easy
1: yeah i guess the biggest challenge is just to get everybody <laughs> to come to practice for one day i guess i mean even there we're really good but we cuz we there's a lot of us in the band so just like managing that, I guess. Yep. Moving around places. It's just planning in general, but it's it's not even a challenge, I
2: guess. Aside from us too, everybody's in like three bands. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so just like, oh,
1: let's play this show, but like who's going to be out of town or, you know. Mm-hmm. Like kind of deal is the biggest challenge, but.
0: Tell me a little bit about the Colorado music scene that you guys are in. You just said you were in multiple bands, doing multiple shows. What's that experience been like? And I mean, how did you get started here in the scene?
1: So, um, so I guess, so Emmanuel plays in another band called Vic uh, and the Narwhals. They're like surf, Latin, rock. How do you describe that? It was
4: like a mix of like surf, Latin, um, rock rock, rock. <laughs> but we threw we threw a lot of like there was a little bit of cumbia element into it um, some goth element to it it was just like a hodgepodge of of things but yeah I don't know it expanded pretty good
1: sort of rock <laughs> and, and uh, I played in another band that plays kind of like heavy metal stuff uh, Raul's playing in a, in a few other bands yeah
2: this is my favorite though uh-huh. <laughs> so
1: pretty much we're all played in different bands and we have friends from all those other bands and Kind of like a same circle kind of thing, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
4: Like our uh, gu- our guitarist Taylor, he plays uh, in a band called the Kinky Fingers. Yep. And that's how I met Taylor was uh, with uh, he asked my band if we could Los Narwhals, if we could open up for them, and I fell in love with his band because it's just like this like Western
1: yeah Western soul soul kind of
4: music. type like deal. And this was probably when I met them like what six seven years ago.
2: So it's been. It's been deep. It's been deep. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the Denver music scene is just, like, super incestuous. Like, if you're good at playing, somebody's going to be like, hey, I got this side project. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah, I guess, uh, so from the, I guess, how we join into it, I guess it's because we were already on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we play with, like, a lot of local acts. Like, we try to, like, keep the bills really really diverse, you know. We're playing on February 18th at uh, the Marquee. And it's with Root Beer and the Revelies, you know they're more like soul kind of music. Floral, which is more indie. Uh, ga- Gases, Gaze. I yeah. haven't heard them yet, but they're pretty
2: good. Yeah. I'm
1: assuming they're different genre as well. So like we like to play with a bunch of different types of musicians to like keep it interesting.
2: Yeah, that show is actually gonna be super cool. It's like, those are like literally every single person in that band is our, like one of our friends, you know. Is that
1: our first Marquee show? That yeah,
2: is our first Marquee. Yeah, show. they
1: call it the Homie Fest. Yeah, that's gonna be the Homie. Fest. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah. is that really the
2: name? That, that's like <laughs> honestly like one of the sickest <laughs> concerts. That's gonna.
1: To- uh, you can find tickets online at the Marquee website, or you can hit us up directly on our uh, social media. We got uh, some fee-free pre-sales, eighteen dollars. Uh, hit up the party line
0: we'll put the link to that in the show notes thank you thank you hit it up go having a fun night out so besides a collaborative aspect of the community you guys have been really building momentum as a band do you have any tips or tricks to other bands out there for how to find your footing as you move forward
1: yes so i guess something uh we forgot to mention is that uh, we also play a lot for the community like not only we just play like shows at clubs and at bars and parties, but we also like play shows around like for the community. We just played at Denver Community Center over at Globe uh, Globe Bill. We do a bunch of little stuff there for like the families too, you know, like people who cannot normally go into a bar, underage, like family kids. We just try to like um, be able to share our music with everyone. And I think uh, that's one thing that's uh, been making us like, I guess, have more opportunities in some sense. Mm-hmm. Not just like being a band that plays like uh, dive bars, but also be like able to play all sorts of events.
4: We played um, the flea market last year for Reti Fest. And that was pretty cool. Cause I mean rock you can- rock the rock into tu idioma. Um, <laughs> because you can, I mean the the crowd at, at a flea market, you, be, you get you got your grandmas, your uncles, your tios, your tias. And it's it's much more of a different crowd, but at the same time, we always get a great response. Where it's just like, "Oh man, you guys are different," but yeah,
0: a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> a we have lot. a mean so, yeah, going suspicious on right now for our in audiences it. at home. <laughs> if you can make the
1: Tia's and the Tia's dance, you're doing it good. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Tell me a little bit about how you guys got involved with Sonic Guild and what that experience has been like so far for you.
1: Uh, so the first time I heard about Sonic Guild was through um, my friend's band playing an event for them. They were like, oh, there's this, uh, it's called Snakes, actually. We had a member that played for them, too. And we shared a member. They're like, there, there's this organization. They're doing cool stuff for musicians. You guys should hit them up. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then... I was about to hit them up, and they actually emailed us, and we're like, hey, will you guys be interested in forming part of one of our events? And we agreed to it, and they sent us a few dates, so we just went out there to Boulder and played the show at um, Roots Music, and that's how we found out about them. Now I I go to their website, and I I learn more about the program and like the organization, about their grants and all that stuff, so that's how I just came across it this year to be honest
4: we go with Leo <laughs> <laughs>
0: the fearless the leader <laughs> what are some bands that you're excited about in the Colorado music scene
2: there, yeah there's so many uh, you know like Root Beer Richie and the Reveille we kind of all started at the same time and uh, really just kind of like almost like used each other to like you know get to like where we are a little bit uh, then Pink Fuzz is super cool
4: shouts out Julian Street Nightmare they're
2: they're uh, coming up big in
4: like the Los Darks goth scene, you know, and Mocina too, which is Sergio's project thing. Uh, yeah, big shouts to the Darks. and the Savage Blush.
3: I think also Don, Chich- Don Chicharron. Yeah. We've been helping us a lot with the, the Cumbia Nights. We've, all the Cumbia Nights we've been doing, they, we've been sharing the stage with
1: them. And yeah, shout out to them. They're great. Yeah, and also uh, not only bands in general, but also like to all the homies spinning records like Imer, DJ Polvo, Isaac over here, Cacique, like all them making events like that where it's not only like bands, but like also like DJs around. Um Yeah chiquita
0: What is the ideal year coming up for your band? Where do you want to play? What's the dream? We're
4: about to do one of my dreams was to play South By. Same. Yeah, that's, I've always, every year since I was like 11, always looked up the YouTube South By videos and all While well, my favorite bands are always playing that. But the fact that we get to go play that this year is going to be pretty pretty
1: cool yeah i guess yeah i'm there with south by and uh, as raul said i think the biggest dream will be go to japan and play the cumbia fest out there mm-hmm. uh it's kind of crazy they do uh in japan cumbia is kind of getting bigger and they're bringing acts and it'll just be so bizarre to like play in tokyo and play cumbia <laughs> so i think that'd be fucking <laughs> sick <laughs>
3: I guess for me, uh, it'll be going back to Seattle and, uh, fingers crossed, doing uh, one of those KEXP sessions. That's been a dream of mine, honestly. He also wants to go to
1: Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. It's the Ritmo guys.
0: Well, thank you guys so much. We really enjoyed you being here with us. We'll put the links in the show notes so audiences at home can go to the live shows where you're supposed to hear Ritmo. And any parting words from this amazing band?
4: Follow your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it, because you can do it.
0: Thank you for having us here. Thank you. Ritmo Cascabel, everybody. Check them out. We hope you enjoyed listening to our interview with Ritmo Cascabel on the Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. It was a barrel of laughs talking to the band. Make sure you check out their live shows for even more fun. Sonic Guild is a social and connected community of music fans dedicated to good music, good times, and the sustainable success of local musicians. Become a member of Sonic Guild Colorado to help support local musicians like Ritmo Caskabel in your local music scene. Check out these upcoming Sonic Guild Colorado events. Saturday, February 18th in Loveland with Lady Denim. Friday, February 24th in Denver with Bonnie and Taylor Sims of Big Richard. Thursday, March 2nd and Saturday, March 4th in Boulder. The Sonic Guild Songwriter Showcase in collaboration with the Boulder International Film Festival. Saturday, April 8th in Denver. While we're growing our Colorado chapter, all events are open to members and their guests, as space allows. Member-only events will be noted, so come on out.